ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال المؤلف رحمه الله واعلم ان من تناول احدا من اصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فاعلم انه انما اراد محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم وقد اذاه في قبره in this section al-imam al-barbahari had said know that anyone who tries to attack any of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam really seeks to attack Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and has caused harm to him in his grave. With regards to this particular section, al-Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafizahullah ta'ala mentioned, اي من سب اصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وتنقصهم فانه يسب الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم لانهم اصحابه واعوانه وانصاره فاذا طعن فيهم طعن في الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم that whomsoever speaks ill or attacks the companions then really he is attacking or criticizing the Prophet ﷺ because the companions were those people who aided and supported the Prophet ﷺ. So if a person speaks ill of them, then in reality he is speaking ill of the Prophet ﷺ. لِأَنَّ الرَّسُولُ هُوَ الَّذِي جَمَعَهُمْ وَهُوَ الَّذِي سَارَ بِهِمْ وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُدَبِّرُ شُؤُونَهُمْ because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was the one who gathered them. He was the one who used to be with them. He was the one who used to arrange their affairs. So whomsoever speaks ill of them, then in reality he is speaking ill of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi already said, لا تسبوا أصحابي فوالذي نفسي بيده لو أنفق أحدكم مثل أحد ذهبا ما بلغ مد أحدهم ولا نصيفة that do not curse my companions for indeed by the one whom my soul is in his hand if you were to spend the likes of Mount Uhud in gold if you were to give to the equivalent of Mount Uhud in gold in charity then you would not be to a handful of them or a half of that meaning the companions are of a great status and of a great rank and it is not permissible for any individual to criticize them or to speak ill of them then al-imam al-barbahari had said fa'lam annahu innama arada muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa qad adahu fi qabrih Know that whomsoever does that, really his point is the Prophet Muhammad himself. Really, he is seeking to attack Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he has harmed him in his grave. مَنْ يَسُبُّ الصَّحَابَ فَقَدْ آذَى النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي قَبْرِهِ لِأَنَّهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَا يَرْضَى أَنْ يُسَبَّ أَصْحَابُهُ 
How has he harmed the Prophet ﷺ in his grave? Meaning that the Prophet ﷺ does not accept, does not please with, is not pleased with the fact that anybody should curse or abuse the companions. Uh, and it's mentioned in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُؤْذُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ لَعَنَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ عَذَابًا مُهِينًا That indeed those who harm Allah and His Messenger, then Allah has cursed them in this world and in the hereafter, and has pre- prepared for them a terrible torment. فَالَّذِي يَصُبُّ الصَّحَابَةِ قَدْ آذَى اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ so whoever abuses the companions, then he has harmed Allah and the Messenger. And this is not something specific during when the Prophet was alive. Even now, if somebody did that, then it is still applicable that the person would be cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after that, Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah ta'ala, goes on to mention, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ رَدِيءَ الطَّرِقِ وَالْمَذْهَبِ فَاسِقًا فَاجِرًا صَاحِبَ مَعَاصٍ ظَالِمًا وَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ فَاصْحَبْهُ وَاجْلِسْ مَعَهُ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ تَذُرُّكَ مَعْصِيَةُ That if you see a person... whose manner and opinion is despicable, he is wicked, sinful, oppressive, yet he is a person of the sunnah, then accompany him and sit with him, since his sin will not harm you. Musahabatuka lil fasiq as-sunni ala ma fihi min al-fisqi wa fi'l al-ma'asi Accompanying somebody who's a sinner, but he is from the people of the Sunnah. And sitting with him is better for you than sitting with a person of innovation. Because the sinner knows he is sinning. And it is hoped that he will repent. Unlike an innovator, it is not hoped that he will repent. So the point of this isn't to say that you should go and accompany and be friends with sinners. But the point of this is to highlight that given the choice between an innovator who is pious or attempting to be pious and demonstrating righteousness and between a person who is a sinner but is a person of the sunnah then the person of the sunnah is better. Even if he's a sinner, he's better than the person of innovation, even if that innovator appears to be righteous. This is what the author intends by saying this. 
ولا شك أن البدعة شر وأحب إلى الشيطان من المعصية and no doubt innovation is more beloved to the shaitan than sinning because the one who commits innovation thinks he's doing something good so he will rarely repent but the one who's doing a sin knows he's doing a sin so there is always the possibility of repentance uh, وَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ فَاصْحَبْهُ أي ما لم يخرج عن الإسلام إنما عنده كبائر دون الشرك وليس عنده بدع فمجالستك له أخف من مجالسة المبتدع وإن كان المبتدع يظهر الصلاح والتقى meaning that if a person is if a person is committing sins major sins maybe but he is not outside of the fold of Islam then that person, even if he's committing sins, as long as it is not innovation he is upon, and his sins are not such that he is outside of the fold of Islam, then accompanying that type of person would be better, given the choice between him and a person of innovation. Even if the person of innovation was showing that he's upon righteousness. فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ تَضُرُّكَ مَعْصِيَتُهُ لِأَنَّ مَعْصِيَتُهُ عَلَيْهِ هذا من باب المقارنة لكن المبتدع تضرك بدعته أما العاصي فلا تضرك معصيته The one who is sinning, his sin doesn't affect you. His sin is upon him. But as for the innovator, then the innovation may affect you also. And you may also be impacted by that innovation. Then after that, after highlighting that the people of the sunnah are better than the people of innovation, even if the person of the sunnah was a sinner, then it's better to be with him than a person of innovation who is trying to be pious. He then says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ مُجْتَهِدًا فِي الْعِبَادَةِ مُتَقَشِّفًا مُحْتَرِقًا بِالْعِبَادَةِ صَاحِبَ هَوَى فَلَا تَجْلِسْ مَعَهُ وَلَا تَسْمَعْ كَلَامَهُ وَلَا تَمْشِ مَعَهُ فِي طَرِيقٍ فَإِنِّي لَا آمَنُ أَنْ تَسْتَحْلِيَ طَرِيقَهُ فَتَهْلَكَ مَعَهُ Then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari says If you see a man who strives hard and long in worship If you see him abstemious Being continual continuous in his worship you see him striving and continuous in his worship but he is a person of innovation then al-imam al-barbahari says do not sit with him do not listen to his words and do not walk along with him since i do not feel safe that you will not eventually come to be pleased with his way and go to destruction along with him فَلَا تَغْتَرَّهْ بِكَوْنِ الْمُبْتَدِعْ يُظْهِرُ التَّنَسُّكَ وَالْعِبَادَ وَالزُّهْدَ وَالتَّقَشُّفِ So don't be confused or don't be tricked by a person who is showing you that he is righteous and pious and doing so much worship if he is really a person of innovation. يُصَلِّ بِاللَّيْلْ مَا دَامَ أَنَّهُ عِنْدَهُ هَوَى وَبِدْعَى فَلَا تَتَسَاهَلْ فِيهِ Even if he prays in the night as long as he is an innovator, 
then do not be uh, lax with him. Do not be lax with a person who is upon innovation. Stay away from him, absolutely as much as possible. Completely away. As some of the Salaf, they said, اِقْتِصَادٌ فِي سُنَّةٍ خَيْرٌ مِنْ اِجْتِهَادٍ فِي بِدْعَةٍ Sufficing yourself and sticking to a sunnah is better than trying to go overboard into an innovation. Some people, they try to get too clever and they end up falling into innovation. The Salaf said, stick to the sunnah, stick to a sunnah. Sticking to that and not going beyond the limits of that is sufficient. Better than trying to be too clever and then falling into an innovation. وَلَا تَمْشِ مَعَهُ فِي طَرِيقَ هَذَا عَطْفٌ عَلَى مَا سَبَقَ مِنَ التَّحْذِيرِ مِنْ مُصَاحَبَةِ الْمُبْتَدِعَ وَمُجَالَسَةِ الْمُبْتَدِعَ وَالرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ حَذَّرَ مِنْ هَذَا قَالْ إِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْدَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ إِيَّاكُمْ هَذَا تَحْذِيرٌ وَقَالْ شَرُّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا فَالْبِدْعَةُ شَرٌّ مِنَ الْمَعْصِيَةِ وَالْمُبْتَدِعُ شَرٌّ مِنَ الْعَاصِي فَيَجِبُ أَنْ يُتَنَبَّهَ لِهَذَا الْأَمْرِ Then al-Shaykh al-Fawzan he says that do not walk with him that's the statement of al-Imam al-Barbahari al-Shaykh al-Fawzan says regarding it that this is a continuation and addition on to the warning against the people of innovation or sitting with the people of innovation and the Prophet warned against that and he said be warned of the newly invented affairs so innovation is worse than sinning and the innovator is worse than the sinner so you have to be aware of that do not walk with an innovator because he will affect you he will affect you and enter the innovation onto you. Especially if you have good opinions of him, you think him to be someone good, then he will easily be able to affect you. Because you see that he's a person of worship, a person of obedience, then you like him. And then as a consequence, his innovation will fall onto you. So he is very dangerous. كَمَا مَثَّلَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عِلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْجَلِيسَ الصَّالِحِ بِبَاعِ الْمِسْكِ فَإِمَّا أَنْ يُعْطِيَكَ مِنْ مِسْكِهِ وَإِمَّا أَنْ تَشْتَرِيَ مِنْهُ وَإِمَّا أَنْ تَجِدَ مِنْهُ رَائِحَةً طَيِّبَةً the Prophet ﷺ said, a good companion, a good friend, good company is like a person who sells misk, the fragrances. Because that type of person, either you will buy some fragrance from him and that will be beauty for you, or you will at least find beautiful smells with that type of person. Somebody who is selling fragrance, near him there will be beautiful smells. إِن لَمْ تَحْصُلْ مِنْهُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ even if you don't buy any fragrance from him or he doesn't gift you any fragrance then just by being with him that fragrance will come upon you 
As for the evil companion, then he's like the blacksmith. Either he will burn your clothes, or you will find an evil smell from him. Sheikh al-Fawzani قول, that this is something applicable to the Jama'at al-Tabligh. That's what the Sheikh al-Fawzan says. الَّذِينَ قَدْ اغْتَرَّ بِهِمْ كَثِيرٌ مِّنَ النَّاسِ Those people, Jama'at al-Tabligh, that many people have become confused by them and they think they are good. نَظَرًا لِمَا يَظْهَرُ مِنْهُمْ مِنَ التَّعَبُّدْ وَتَتْوِيبِ الْعُسَاتِ كَمَا يَقُولُونَ Because of what you see from them in terms of worship, and how they go around saying that they are rectifying people. And because the people who accompany them are affected by their ways. But they take the people out from sinning into innovation. And innovation is worse than sinning. The sinner from the people of the sunnah is better than the uh, uh, worshipper from the people of innovation. So be aware of that. The Shaykh says, I'm not saying this because I have any hatred for the goodness in them, if there is any. But the point is, he says, it's the innovation in them that is the issue. They are upon innovation, therefore they must be warned against. And then he mentions that the people who used to be with them and then they left them, they have highlighted how they have various evils and various innovations. I am not feeling safe. I do not feel safe for you. That if you were to go and accompany a person of innovation, then eventually you would be led upon that way and you'd be affected by that way and then you'd get destroyed in that innovation also. Because if you accompany a person of innovation, then you become soft towards him then his innovation will overcome you and you will think it to be okay and you will be destroyed. So the danger is severe from the people of innovation and how many of them there are in this time. Then after that, Imam al-Barbahari says, رَأَى يُونُسُ إِبْنُ عُبَيْدِ إِبْنَهُ وَقَدْ خَرَجَ مِنْ عِنْدِ صَاحِبِ هَوَى فَقَالْ يَا بُنَيَّ مِنْ أَيْنَ خَرَجْتَ قَالْ مِنْ عِنْدِ عَمَرْ إِبْنْ عُبَيْدِ قَالْ يَا بُنَيَّ لَأَنْ أَرَاكَ خَرَجْتَ مِنْ بَيْتِ خُنْثَى أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ أَنْ أَرَاكَ 
تخرج من بيت فلان وفلان ولا أن تلقى الله يا بني زانيا فاسقا سارقا خائنا أحب إلي من أن تلقاه ويقول أن تلقاه بقول أهل الأهواء ألا ترى أن يونس بن عبيد قد علم أن الخنفى لا يضل ابنه عن دينه وأن صاحب البدعة يضله حتى يكفر Here in this narration from Yunus ibn Ubaid, it mentions that he saw his son coming out from the house of an innovator. So he said to his son, my son, where have you come from? So the son replied, from such and such, that person of innovation. So he said to him, oh my son, if I see you coming out of the house of a shameless person, some shameless person, if you are with him, come out of his house, that is more beloved to me. I prefer that than seeing you come out of the house of such and such innovator. And if you meet Allah as a fornicator, as a thief, as a treacherous person, is more beloved to me that you meet Allah than that you meet Allah with this saying of the innovators. Do you not see that Yunus knew that this shameless person would not lead his son away from the religion, whereas the innovator will indeed misguide him until he causes him to disbelieve? So in this narration, you see that Yunus ibn Ubaid was telling his son, even if you go to the shameless people, that is better than you go to the innovator. Even if you ended up fornicating and doing these sins, and you meet Allah with those sins, it is better for you than meeting Allah with those innovations. Al-Imam al-Barbahari says, look at this statement. Yunus ibn Ubaid knew that if his son went to the shameless people, he might do sins, but he wouldn't leave the religion or fall into that type of error. But if he went to the innovators, the bid'ah would overcome him to an extent that perhaps sometimes the bid'ah causes the person to leave the, ha- the uh, fold of Islam. So this narration highlights very clearly the danger of sitting with the people of innovation. The danger of accompanying the people of innovation such that he says, I would prefer you go to the shameless people, go with them even. That would be more better if I saw you doing that than going and sitting with the people of innovation. And even if you died as a sinner, even if you die upon major sins, as long as it is not shirk, then you hope for the mercy of Allah. That is better for you than being with those people of innovation and being upon desires and innovation. Because Allah forgives all of the other sins. Inna Allah la wa yashaa. kufr. As for innovation, then it's possible the innovation may end up leading to kufr. And that's why the innovation is so severe and more severe than just sinning. 
ألا ترى أن يونس بن عبيد قد علم أن الخنثى لا يظل ابنه عن دينه وأن صاحب البدعة يظله حتى يكفر Yunus ibn Ubaid knew that the shameless person, that doesn't take a person out of Islam, you would not make him go out of Islam. But the innovator, his innovation could build and build and build until it's such severe innovation that the person exits from the fold of Islam. Then Imam al-Barbahari says, وَحْضَرْ ثُمَّ حْضَرْ أَهْلَ زَمَانِكَ خَاصَّةِ وَانْظُرْ مَنْ تُجَالِسْ وَمِمَّنْ تَسْمَعُ وَمَنْ تَصْحَبُ فَإِنَّ الْخَلْقَ كَأَنَّهُمْ فِي رِدَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ عَصَمَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ He says, beware, beware of the people of your time. The people of your time. Look to whom you sit with, hear from and accompany. Look to the people you sit with and you listen to and you company with. For it is as if the creation have begun to uh, uh, commit apostasy except those of them whom Allah has protected. Except those of them whom Allah has protected. لِأَنَّهُ فِي وَقْتِ الْمُؤَلِّفِ الْبَرْبَهَارِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ عَظُمَةِ الْفِتْنَةُ جِدَّا At the time of Imam al-Barbahari there were many fitan. فَيُحَذِّرُ مِنْ كُلِّ أَهْلِ زَمَانٍ ظَهَرَ فِيهِ الشَّرُّ وَالْأَهْوَاءُ وَالْبِدْعَ So Imam al-Barbahari was warning from every time, whatever age, whatever time, whatever century you live in, be warned from the people of your time that you don't end up with innovators and people of desires. فَهُوَ يُحَذِّرُ مِنْهَا وَهَذَا لَيْسَ خَاصًا بِزَمَانِهِ And this is not something specific to his time, to every time, to our time now. بَلْ كُلُّ زَمَانٍ تَظْهَرُ فِيهِ الشُّرُورِ تَظْهَرُ فِيهِ الْأَهْوَاءِ تَظْهَرُ فِيهِ الدَّعْوَاتُ الْبَاطِلَةِ فَإِنَّهُ يَشْتَدُّ الْحَظَرُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ فَيَأْخُذَ حِذْرَةِ In every century, in every time, whenever you live, when the innovations, they are present and they are apparent and the desires are apparent and the false da'wah of the innovators is apparent, then you must take extreme precaution. Because he says it's as if the people are aposti- uh, committing apostasy, except for those whom Allah saves. هذا في وقته رحمه الله وأيضا هذا يتكرر فوقتنا هذا وما بعده والله أعلم أشد لأن كل ما تأخر زمان كثرت الفتن وكثرت الشرور واستغربت السنة وقل المتمسكون بها فالحضر أشد. So at that time, this was occurring that people were committing apostasy, etc. And now the Shaykh says, the further you go on, the more time goes on and on, the later the centuries happen, then the worse the fitna gets, the worse the fitna gets, and so these types of things you would expect to increase, because the number of people sticking to the sunnah are less and less. Then Imam al-Barbahari says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يَذْكُرُ بْنَ أَبِي دُؤَادْ وَبِشْرًا الْمِرِّيسِ وَثُمَامَةِ أو أبا هذيل أو هشام الفوطي أو واحدا من أتباعهم وأشياعهم فاحضره فإنه صاحب بدعة فإن هؤلاء كانوا على الردة واترك هذا الرجل الذي ذكرهم بخير ومن ذكر منهم Then he says If you see a man speaking good of Ibn Abi Duad 
the Jahmi, Ibn Abi Duad was from the Jahmiyyah, Mubtadi'in, Al-Marisi, Bishar Ibn Ghayath Al-Marisi, he was from the heads of the Jahmiyyah, Min Ru'us Al-Jahmiyyah, Thumama Ibn Ashras Al-Basri, he was one of the heads of the Mu'tazila, Min Ru'us Al-Mu'tazila, Abu Abu Al-Hudayl, Muhammad ibn Hudayl al-Allaf al-Basri, he was a head of the innovation and a caller to it in his time. He was also from the Ru'us al-Mubtadi'ah, Abu al-Hudayl. Or Hisham al-Futi, Hisham al-Futi, similarly from the misguided ones or any of their followers, if you see somebody speaking good of these types of people, then beware of them, because he is an innovator. These people were upon apostasy, these individuals. So leave the man who speaks good about them, and whomever he mentioned of them. Here the Sheikh says, Sheikh Al-Fawzan, إِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يُثْنِي عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ الشَّرِّ وَعُلَمَاءِ الضَّلَالِ مثل هؤلاء الذين هم أفراخ الجهمية فعلم أنه فاسق وأنه فاسد وأنه ضال If you see somebody speaking good of the people of innovation and the people of misguidance then know that person himself is somebody who is misguided لأنه لم يمدحهم إلا لأنه يحبهم ويصوغ طريقتهم A person does not praise someone except because he likes their way. He likes what they are upon and how they do it. And what they are doing. He likes that. That's why he praises them. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يَمْدَحُ أَهْلَ السُنَّةِ مِثْلَ الْإِمَامَ أَحْمَدِ وَابْنِ الْمُبَارَكِ وَكَذَلِكَ يَمْدَحُ عُلَمَاءِ التَّابِعِينَ وَمَنْ جَاءَ بَعْدَهُمْ فَعَلَمَ أَنَّهُ صَاحِبُ خَيْرِ Similarly, if you see somebody praising the likes of Imam Ahmad, the likes of Ibn Mubarak, and others from the Salaf, from the scholars of Ahl then know that is a person of goodness, insha'Allah. لِأَنَّهُ مَا مَدَحَ أَهْلَ السُّنَّةِ إِلَّا وَهُوَ يُحِبُّ السُّنَّةِ وَالتَّمَسُّكَ بِهَا وَهَذَا يُعْطِينَا دَرْسًا فِي أَنَّ بَعْضَ الْإِخْوَانِ أَوْ بَعْضَ طَلَبَةَ الْعِلْمِ يُثْنِي عَلَى بَعْضَ الْمُبْتَدِعَةِ أَوْ أَصْحَابِ الْأَهْوَى وَالْأَفْكَارِ الْمُنْحَرِفَةِ وَلَا يَنْظُرُ إِلَى أَفْكَارِهِمْ وَإِلَى إِتِّجَاهَاتِهِمْ وَيَقَعُ فِي أَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ وَيَتَنَقَّسُ أَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ لِأَنَّهُمْ يَسْمَعُ مِنْ أُولَئِكَ تَنَقُّصًا لَهُمْ وَيُصَدِّقُهُمْ فَهَذَا خَطَرٌ شَدِيدٌ So the Shaykh, he says, the person who praises the people of Sunnah, then that shows he loves the people of the Sunnah. And he says, this is a lesson for us to be learned regarding this particular issue of whom a person praises and uh, uh, whom a person speaks well of, because that will indicate the person likes them and likes what they are doing. And that's why he's praising them. And so he mentioned some examples here. Ibn Abi Duad, Bishar al-Mirisi, Thumama, Abu al-Hudayl, Hisham al-Futi, or any of their followers. All of these people were people of innovation. And some of them, they apostated. Ba'adahum murtad. Wahum a'immatul jahmiyya wal mu'tazila alladheena ta'ammadu mukhalafat al-kitabi wa sinna. These were from the heads of the innovators who opposed the Quran and the Sunnah uh, intentionally. There is no doubt about their kufr. 
The one who blindly follows them, then you say he's misguided, but you don't instantly say he's a disbeliever. As for the leaders who know what's going on, and know that misguidance, yet they still follow it, then those are the ones who are declared as the disbelievers. And abandon this person who speaks about such innovators and such deviants with goodness. A person who speaks about innovators and people of innovation with goodness, then leave that person. so the Sheikh says, do not be confused by people praising those innovators or people of desires and saying that they have goodness in them and they do this and they do that. Don't be deceived by that. Rather, their innovation and their misguidance is what you look at. And as long as they have that innovation and that misguidance, then you cannot follow them or be with them. Then he says, وَالْمِحْنَةُ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ The Sheikh says now, Imam al-Barbahari, to set up trials in Islam is an innovation. As for today, people should be tested about the sunnah. Because of the statement of the Salaf, indeed this knowledge of the religion, or this knowledge is of the religion. So look to whom you take your religion from. This knowledge is the religion. So look towards whom you take the religion from. And do not accept hadith except from those whose witness you would accept. Only accept the narrations from the people who you would accept, accept their testimonies. Only accept the narrations from the people who you would accept, accept their testimonies. فقول الإمام البربهاري والمحنة في الإسلام بدعة وأما اليوم فيمتحن بالسنة الأصل في المسلم الخير وإحسان الظن به ما لم يظهر منه خلاف ذلك هذه هي القاعدة A Muslim typically he is upon goodness that is the default assumption you have of a Muslim the default assumption you have of a Muslim is that he is upon goodness if there is nothing other than goodness appearing from a person, then you accept that goodness from the person. Even the munafiqeen, 
when they used to demonstrate goodness, then that was accepted upon the apparent. As for what a secretly a person holds, what a person has secretly inside of himself, if it is in opposition to the goodness he's showing, then he'll be accountable for that on the day of judgment. وَأَمَّا الْيَوْمْ As for today, فِي وَقْتِهِ فَصَارَ يُمْتَحْنُ بِالسُنَّةِ لِأَنَّهَا كَثُرَةِ الْفِرَقُ الضَّالَّةِ الَّتِي تَدَّعِ الْإِسْلَامِ فَلَا بُدَّ أَنْ يُعْرَفَ مَنْ هُوَ عَلَى السُنَّةِ وَلَا يُغْتَرَّ بِكَوْنِهِ يَدَّعِ الْإِسْلَامِ So the test for the people was the sunnah, to test the people with the sunnah. Because even at the time of Imam al-Barbahari, many different groups had appeared, many different sects had appeared. So you test them with the sunnah, ask them regarding the sunnah, to see if they are upon the sunnah or not. And that is just like uh, Ibn Sirin mentioned, إِنَّ هَذَا الْعِلْمَ this knowledge is religion, so look towards whom you take your religion from. And similarly, do not accept the hadith except from someone who you would accept their testimony. لا تقبلوا الحديث إلا ممن تقبلون شهادة يعني لا تقبلوا من الرواء للحديث إلا من تقبلون شهادته عند القاضي لأنه قد كثر الضعفاء في الرواية وكثر الكذب في الرواية. Because there were many narrators who were weak and there were some who even used to lie. Liars were known to try to fabricate narrations. So look towards whom you take that religion from and where you take the narrations from. فَتَنْظُرَ فَإِنْ كَانَ صَاحِبَ سُنَّةِ لَهُ مَعْرِفَ صُدُوقًا كَتَبْتَ عَنْهُ وَإِلَّا تَرَكْتَهُ So you look towards a person. If he's a person of the sunnah, he is known, he is truthful, trustworthy, then you take from him. And if he is not, then abandon him. لِقَوْلِهِ إِنَّ هَذَا الْعِلْمَدِينَ انظر فِي مَنْ تَتَعَلَّمْ عَلَيْهِ وَتَرْوِي عَنْهُ الْحَدِيثِ فَإِنْ رَأَيْتَهُ صَاحِبَ سُنَّةِ وَاسْتِقَامَةً فَاكْتُبْ عَنْهُ الْحَدِيثِ وَارْوِي عَنْهُ وَإِنْ كَانَ بِخِلَافِ ذَلِكَ فَلَا تَأْخُذْ عَنْهُ الْحَدِيثِ If a person is upright and a person is upon the correct methodology, then you can narrate from him. But if that person is upon an incorrect way, or he is not somebody trustworthy, then you do not take the narrations from him, you do not take the religion from him. Then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari goes on to say, وَإِذَا أَرَدْتَ الْإِسْتِقَامَ عَلَى الْحَقِّ وَطَرِيقِ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ قَبْلَكَ فَاحْذَرِ الْكَلَامِ وَأَصْحَابَ الْكَلَامِ والجدال والمراء والقياس والمناظرة في الدين فإن استماعك منهم وإن لم تقبل منهم يقدح الشك في القلب وكفى به قبولا فتهلك وما كانت زندقة قط ولا بدع ولا هوى ولا ضلال إلا من الكلام والجدال والمراء والقياس وهي أبواب البدعة والشكوك وزندقة he says, if you wish to be firm upon the truth and the way of Ahlul Sunnah before you, if you wish to be firm upon the truth and upon the way of Ahlul Sunnah before you, then beware of theological rhetoric, this philosophy that the people they engage in. And the people of this philosophy and the people of disputation and arguing 
the ones who debate and they show the analogies about the religion, listening to them, even if you don't accept it from them, even if you say, I don't believe in them and I don't accept it, it still throws doubts into the heart. It throws doubts into the heart. And this is sufficient for you to be destroyed. It is sufficient for you to end up being destroyed just listening to them even if you say, I don't believe it. Because it will enter into your heart. The doubts will enter. There has never been any heresy, innovation, innovated sect or misguidance except through this philosophy of theirs, this disputation and argumentation and analogy. These are the gates of innovation, doubt and heresy. So now, he says, if you want to be upright upon the way of Ahlus Sunnah and upon the correct methodology of the people of the Sunnah who came before you too, then one of the ways to do that is to be precautious and be warned from the philosophers. These people of rhetoric. Stay away from those people of fitna. مِنْ فِتَنِ أَهْلِ الضَّلَالِ أَنَّهُمْ جَلَبُوا عِلْمَ الْكَلَامِ وَالْجَدَلِ وَعِلْمَ الْمَنْطَقِ They bring about all this philosophy. These people bring about all various types of philosophy, Greek philosophy, Roman philosophy, other types of philosophy they bring. وَجَعَلُوهُ هُوَ الْأَدِلَّةَ وَالْبَرَاهِينَ الَّتِي يَعْتَمِدُونَ عَلَيْهَا فِي عَقِيدَتِهِمْ and they've made this philosophy of theirs the basis for understanding the aqeedah. And they've abandoned the book and the sunnah. Because as far as they are concerned, it doesn't indicate anything certain so these philosophers they claim that the quran and the sunnah does not indicate certain knowledge rather they say what they are upon their methodology their philosophy that is the certainty so you must abandon any argumentation or disputing with these types of people sitting with them and discussing with them it is to be left affairs of the religion you can't just openly debate like it's open to everyone and everyone has their own opinion affairs of the religion are one methodology لا يجوز هذا لأن أمور الدين تحترم ويقتصر فيها على ما دل عليه الكتاب والسنة ولا يصير فيها جدال أبدا هذه هي القاعدة والمنهج السليم The affairs of the religion you don't open them up for debate and discussion The affairs of the religion are known and they are straight So you don't open that up to discussion like it's open and everybody can have their own opinion فإن استماعك منهم وإن لم تقبل منهم يقدح شك في القلب because listening to them even if you don't accept what they say it will put doubts into your heart it will put doubts into your heart it will affect you فإنه يؤثر على قلبك وتتهاون فيها في المستقبل and then as a consequence you become slack to those types of things because you listen to it more and more and you get impacted by it and you think it's not too bad 
So this is all warning against sitting with, accompanying, walking with, debating with, even if you're not going to listen to what they say. Still, just sitting there and debating in this way is not something from the religion. And then he mentions at the end that all these innovations and misguidances and desires that came about, they came about as a consequence of people sitting there and opening up the religion for debate. Opening up the religion for discussion and argumentation and debate. And as a consequence of that, they then opened up those affairs and the doubts they fell. And therefore, these misguidances and these desires and these uh, false understandings, they arose. That is the point that we'll leave it on today, insha'Allah ta'ala.